Blog Talk Radio. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Good evening. This is Reverend Aaron Williams, and we're on DTW. This is by way of blog talk through the Purpose Kingdom Network, 319-527-6091. Call a friend, tell a friend, call a neighbor, tell them that DTW Ministries is on the air. This is the 1891st episode of Purpose Kingdom, and we bless God. We bless God just for the opportunity to minister and to come on, you know, um, as the Lord has been ministering and talking and just blessing me, you know, blessing my socks off um, as the Lord is doing things in me. And and I continue that the ministry that I believe I have um, is to the body. Um, I believe that it's enough gospel um, that those that aren't saved can definitely get saved. But I believe that um, those that have a relationship with God and I'm looking for a closer walk um, with the Lord, that that's what um, the Lord is doing with me and through me um, in ministry. You know, so I thank God. Thank God for you that are here, you know, you that um, tune in faithfully, you know, whether um, through blog talk or Facebook Live, however we communicate, however we get together. We bless God just for the opportunity to share, you know, um, for where two or three or more gathered in his name, there he is in the midst, and definitely the Lord is in this place. You know, but as always, before we get into anything, let, let, let's pray. God, we do thank you and we bless you. Thank you just for the opportunity to bless you and the opportunity to pray and to gather with the saints. God, we pray that the word that you've given me in my heart and how you've been ministering to me um, through this Psalms 23, um, the Lord is my shepherd, that um, the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart um, tonight will be acceptable in your sight, that the word, um, we're confident that it will we not return to you void, but it will accomplish what you sent it out to do and that it prosper in that thing that you sent it. So we pray that it prosper in every heart. Give us ears to hear tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, 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 amen. And Psalms 23, very popular, very popular. You know, everybody knew Psalms 23 before I knew any, before I knew church, before I knew the Lord, before I knew anything. You know, I knew the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, and I know that that's true for a lot of us. Um, But what the Lord's been ministering to me and, and, may, and, and and like I say, it's, it's for me. You know, it, it's for me first. You know, um, is the love of God. You know, um, Galatians reminds us that the fruit of the Spirit is love. The fruit of the Spirit is singular. It, although it gives the attributes of love, let me let me write down um, something we were taught years ago um, through our late pastor. You know, and has been propagated and continued through um, our current pastor in Philadelphia, you know, and what I've seen manifested in other pastors. But the fruit of the Spirit, and if you read Galatians 4, you'll see that the fruit is not is not plural. It's singular. You'll see that it's a singular form. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, temperance, self-control, these things. And the Bible says, against such there is no law. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. These other points, these other attributes, these other adjectives are attributes of the fruit. The fruit is love. Joy is love strength. Peace is love security. I got it written down. Patience is love endurance. Kindness is love's conduct. Goodness is love's character. Faithfulness is love's confidence. Gentleness is love's humility. And temperance or self-control is love's victory, against which there is no such law. We have to get out of the mindset, and I know I'm guilty, that when you do good, 
you're, you're expecting a reciprocation of good. You, you, you know, people are, and, and the word that's out now, you put it out into the atmosphere, you put it out into the universe, and good will come back. We, we know Murphy's Law. We talk about karma. We talk about all these things that are supposed to come back. But when we read the Bible, you know, not just Job, but Song of Solomon, you know, Ecclesiastes. We read different stories in the Bible where some men, some women did some things that were good. We know Christ, even our Lord, you know, even our Lord didn't do any wrong. But yet, listen, they crucified him. They, they, they killed him. We have to get out of the mindset that we do good because people do good to us. And the Bible reminds us in the gospel, if we only do good to those who do good to us, what, what profit do we? What, what thank, the Bible says in the King James, what thank have we if we only do good to those who do good to us? It says, doesn't the publicans, doesn't the sinners do the same? But what we have to do, and, and I'm hearing this, Lord, ministering to, to me, and, and I'm reluctant to even minister because I don't want to. Who wants to go through loving people that don't love you back? But the Lord is calling, because when you say you love, you, you, you got to hear this definition. When you say you love, that frees the other person. If someone says, I love you, okay, you said, but once you begin to say, I love you back, that frees the other person from obligation because love thinks no evil. Love is kind. Love is patient. Love, love is long-suffering. So uh, we can't say we love and we only love when they do good. We only love when they do what we expect. They only love when they reciprocate and give back what we're giving, giving the same energy. That's the, that's the new word out there. Give, put, do, the, do it in the same energy. And when people, we're moving in the same energy, no. Love your enemies. Do good to them that do good to them that do evil to you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. What what is the Lord trying to tell us? I was like, my God, God, I hear it. I, I hear you. God bless you, Steve. Bless you. I I hear you. I hear you, God, but how do I love that way? How do I love the way you you love me? And, and we know and we we're gonna all always fall short. And, and, and then to me, I don't use that as a cop out. I don't care how much I fall short. My desire, my pursuit in my heart is to get to the mountain, Steve. <laughs> my, not just to get to the mountain, but to climb the mountain. Because the Lord shows us himself. Listen, he doesn't just let us see his love just for no reason. He, it says, how can you love, say you love God who you have not seen when you don't love your brother who you see every day? So God shows of himself that we may express what we receive from him to others. My goodness, that's 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 a task. That that's a mountain to climb. How do you and I portray and show forth the love of God if we don't have the spirit of God inside? And that's the challenge. Do you have the spirit of God in you? Because if you don't rely on the Holy Spirit, because listen, this agape love, this God, listen, it's godly love. This, this is not Christian love. This is the love of God itself. Listen, when we get into um, Psalms 23, I want to just give some characteristics before we move into that of sheep, before we talk about the shepherd. You know, and we know that the Lord is my shepherd, so we always portray and talk about how much the shepherd cares for the sheep. You know, and, and Jesus said, it says, listen, I'm the door. You know, I, I am the, I'm the door of the, of the sheep. I'm the, I'm the way in that they come in and out and find pasture. I am the good shepherd. I give my life for the sheep, but a hireling, but a hireling don't care for the sheep. My goodness, a hireling don't care for the sheep. And when those wolves come, when that destruction comes, when that trouble comes, because he's a hireling, he flees and leaves the sheep. Listen, you're in a test right now. And your test is how you love someone else. Your test is how you care for someone else. But listen, the wolf comes. What will you do? God is challenging us to allow the heart of the shepherd 
to saturate us that we may in turn love the way he loves. Psalms 23 says, starts with the Lord is my shepherd, but let's first talk about sheep. I do, I feel to really go back all the way to 1 Corinthians 12, where we've been talking about for the last few months, 1 Corinthians, because it says that, you know, that there be no schisms. We know in 1 Corinthians what, 12, 25, that there will be no schisms, that the Lord tempered the body together on your according and severally as he will. You know, he did what he's done, that there will be no schisms in the body. And but listen to the second part of verse 25, that, excuse me, that the members should have the same care one for another. This, this thing is really, really, really tugging at my heart, that we should have the same care for each other. Let me read the characteristics of a sheep. Sheep will not find pasture on their own. They will, you'll put them in a plot of land, and they will eat that land dry. They will eat it barren. They will empty that land and will not move to find green pasture. They are starved right where they are. Though pastures may be a few hundred feet or yards away, and they will not graze and continue to move. They'll go where you place them and stay there. They'll eat everything where they are and then starve if not led to greener pastures. Sheep have to be made also because they're scary, because they're afraid. Sheep have to be made to lie down because they realize that they're prey. They realize that it's predators that are around. They realize that it's difficult with all of their fur, with all their fur, with all their wool, that they're not able to move and get up and down the way that they want. And and because they want to be able to move and to walk around and to graze, they don't lie down because lying down makes them extra vulnerable. And because they're very scary, you know, and timid animals, they don't lie down regularly until they feel safe. Just like the Bible says in Psalm 23, he leaves me beside the still water. They won't drink from a river. They won't drink from a brook. They won't drink from a stream. They won't drink where the, where the water is moving because they get, they they get they know that if they get caught in that current and in that water because of the wool the heaviness of wet wool takes them under and they're not able to swim so they stay away from places where they think is and feel danger but the shepherd my God I, I got to read this Psalms twenty three because when I when I read the characteristics of sheep it put the it put the life and the duty and the care of the shepherd towards the sheep so, so much in a better light for me. And I'm hoping that it do the same for you. Let, let me read some more of this stuff. They won't lie down until they feel safe. But Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, this is, this is David talking about as a sheep. Because he didn't, we don't have to worry about if we're going to have a good place to drink. We, we don't have to worry about if we're going to have a safe place to rest. We, we don't have to worry about troubled waters because he leads me. Oh, my goodness. This thing is just, I, I don't know what it's doing for you, but I know what it's doing for me. He makes me to lie down. What he, he makes me because he knows I'm not in the position. I'm, I don't have the courage to relax. I don't have the courage to do what he needs and what he's making me do. So he makes me to lie down in green pastures because as a sheep, I won't do it on my own. I won't rest. I won't relax. I, and we know that some, most times that's a lot. Uh, that, that's sometimes the exact opposite. Sometimes we're so lazy that we don't get back up. But he makes me to lie down in green pastures and he leads me. Because he knows that my nature won't take me to the river. My nature won't take me to the stream, to the brook, or where there's any running water. But he leads me beside the still waters to a place where I can not only refresh, but I can relax. I can lie down. The fear that's naturally in my heart as a sheep, because I have a shepherd, 
I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about where he's leading me because I know he's leading me to a good place. I don't have to worry about, I see a river on the side. I see mountains on the side. I see all these things around me, but because I hear the voice of the shepherd, I'm not afraid. Listen, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, my God. When you have the Lord as your shepherd, he's leading me. All, and we, I'm already, my mind is already thinking about the shadow of the valley of the shadow of death, but he's leading me into a place of right standing. He's leading me into a place of his righteousness. He's leading me into a place of his purpose for me, that as a shepherd, as a sheep, as part of his flock, I don't have to fear any trouble. Gazer, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The places that I might have to go to might seem dangerous, might seem deadly, but it might seem that they are so troubled on each side, but Yet we're without despair. The places that he's taking me through to get to those green pastures, the places that he's taking me through to get to those still waters, the places that he's taking me through as he's restoring me might seem dangerous, might even be the very valley of the shadow of death, but I ain't afraid. I'm not afraid because the heart of the shepherd, I know he cares for me. The heart of the shepherd, and in my heart, knows and loves the shepherd. That's why he also says that the sheep know his voice, and a stranger they will not follow. But though I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death, because the person who's guiding me, I know his voice to be my shepherd. I won't fear no evil. Listen, this is the part that really, really blessed me. <clears throat> I will feel no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, those things when I first began to walk as a sheep, those things that I first began to follow and come into direction and come into the shepherd's leading that were used for chastisement, that were used to hit me and used to beat me when I thought it was to hurt me, when I thought it was to harm me, because now my heart and my ear knows the voice of the shepherd because I now understand the purpose of the shepherd is to care for me now that I understand that the shepherd is not doing this to harm me, but he's doing this because he loves me. Those corrections, when I hear, when I feel the hit on my side, I move over because I know he's only moving me away from a place of danger. He's only leading me from a place of trouble. I might not see it. I might not even be concerned. My discernment might not be working, but because I have a shepherd that loves me, his rod, his correction, his hits, his chastisement, his direction, my God, is my comfort. When I feel that I'm being corrected of the Lord, I have peace on the inside because I know his correction is for my good. I know that his chastisement is for my good. I know that the hurt, the pain that I'm going through that the Lord allows is for my good because he's my shepherd, my God. His rod and his staff is now comforting me. When I feel the hit, I get confidence that I'm being directed by a shepherd that loves me. My God, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies and anoints my head with oil. My cup runneth over, my God, right in the middle of the lions and tigers and bears, right in the atmosphere, right in the environment that everyone else is looking and seeing trouble because I have a shepherd. Ah, he, he prepares a pasture for me. He, he prepares a place where I can eat freely. He, he prepares a place where I can receive from him. He prepares a place 
right in the presence of those that would be around me to harm me, of those that would be around me to take my life, for those that would be around me to trouble me, for those that would be around me to discourage me. He prepares a table before me right in the midst of the wolf, right in the midst of the lion, right in the midst of the bed. The shepherd prepares me a table. And not only that, but while I'm going through, he anoints my head with oil. And for, for the sheep, they pour oil on the sheep because bugs used to, and worms and things used to get around their eyes. And because, and because they poor eyesight, they would pour salve and oil on their eyes to get rid of the insects and the bugs that was around their eyes and around their nose that they would be able to breathe correctly and be able to see correctly. But my God, because we have the Lord as our shepherd, you know, and 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 I, and I want to move having the heart of the shepherd because the conversation that we had this weekend with the men's fellowship, I, I asked the question: Does casual friendships create casualties? Because we don't love with the heart of the shepherd. It doesn't matter what capacity you're in. The pastor is not the only one that moves in the heart of the shepherd. Listen, the pastor might have a shepherd's heart, (laughs) but we're all called to have the heart, the heart of the shepherd, my God. Whatever capacity, whether you're a missionary or evangelist, you have to love the souls. You have to love the sheep. You have to love the flock of God. It doesn't matter if you're on the choir. You have to love people. Ministry is people. I told Pastor um, Brian, I said, you said that, and this thing resonated so much, I done took that as my own saying that. Ministry is people. Ministry is people that you don't get along with. Ministry is people that you don't like. Ministry is people that you despise. Listen, and that despise you. Can you still minister to people who are unruly? Can you minister to people that even hard to talk to? Because God is calling us to minister to people, his people. She can't see sometimes. Sheep um, stray away. If we have to go after that one out of the 99, that one out of the 100 that the Lord send us to come after, to pray for, to labor, and a labor of love to continue to encourage and come after them, to have the heart of the shepherd, the fruit of the spirit is singular. The fruit of the spirit is love. As it talks about earlier in Corinthians 12, that we're all joining together, but that we're joined together by that self-same spirit. And love, which is the bond of perfectness, the bond that binds me and you, that binds you and I together, is the love of God. It's not just the spirit of God, but it's the love of God. How will they know? that you are my disciples because of the love that we have. 1 Corinthians 12 ends by saying this, and yet I showed you a more excellent way. Coming into chapter 13, which we often refer to as the love chapter, though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels and have not charity, it profits me nothing. I become a sounding brass or a tingling symbol. What does it have? What does it matter to have the gifts flowing? Remember the Corinthian church was a church that was full and prospering in the gifts of God. But we recognize through Scripture that gifts and callings are without repentance. My God, your gift is not for you. Your gift is not for your profit alone. But those that hear you, those that are ministered to by you, those that are prayed for by you, whatever your calling and your area of operation and administration of your gift that God gives is for you. It's not for you. It's for those that have to hear you. You can be totally backslidden. 
and still minister. You, you you can be out of the will of God totally and still lay hands on people and they'll get saved. They, they'll they'll get healed. They'll get delivered. And you leave and know that you're still not in a good place with God. This is how he says in John, come say it, those that are going to say, Lord, didn't we do all these things in your name? And he said, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Because the, not the plight, but the, 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 the responsibility of the love of God is not that we love God. It's not that God loves us. God has already proven. I said this last time, and I'm right back. God has already shown and established his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. My God, while we were enemies to God, while we were not even considering God, Christ died. The Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world that you and I may be accepted into the commonwealth, that you and I can now say, we, my God, hallelujah, that we're just the Son of Man. Listen, the Son of God became the Son of Man, that we, the children of men, that you and I might become the children of God. He's made a way for us. And the Bible shows us the revelation of his love toward the nation of Israel and toward the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, should not perish, but shall have everlasting life. And now God says, do you love me more than these? As he asked Peter, do you love me more than these? He admonished Peter, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Do you love me? And the Lord, I feel, is asking us the same question. Do you love me more than you love yourself? Do you love me more than you love your idols? Do you love me more than you love your vice? Do you love me more than you love your temptation, your lust, your weakness, those things and those proclivities that we so easily, that so easily beset us? Do you love me more than these? For this is the love of God, Bible says in First John, and that is to keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous, are not hard. But the Bible admonishes us and tells us that the way of the transgressor is hard. The way of the transgressor is hard. Why is it hard for the sinner man? It's hard for the sinner man because your mind has not been made up on what you want to do. And as long as you're double-minded, James tells us that you're unstable in all your ways. One minute you feel like it, then when you feel weak, you live weak. When you feel strong, you live strong. You're double-minded. But when the eye is single, the Bible says, the whole body shall be full of light. When you make up your mind, as my hey, 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 I'm Stephanie. When, when, when you make up your mind, even as my aunt had told me, has told me and, and said it all the time, when you love God, more than you love things. As long as you love things more than you love God, you're going to have a struggle. But when you begin to love God more, when it begins to break your heart because you know you're breaking his heart, my God, you ever seen a relationship you faithful. You faithful because you know that the person of your attraction, the person of your adoration, the person of your affection, you care for, and you don't want to do anything to betray their trust. You don't want to do anything to let them down. You don't want to do anything to hurt them. When God becomes that person in your life. Even when you do slip and fall, even when you do mess up, you run back to him. In brokenness, you run back to him in repentance. You run back to him in desperation because you don't want to miss him. There's a story in the Bible of ten virgins. They were all saved. They they were all ready. 
they, they, they were all in a place to meet God. My goodness. Can I say this? They were all in church. They were all dressed for the occasion. They all had the equipment that was necessary to meet the bridegroom when he would come. But five, my God, didn't keep the oil on the inside. They didn't take the sustenance that kept the fire burning. That when there was time to trim their lamps, they were empty. Listen, here's the revelation for that. We only live this life by the Spirit of God. It's, it's our prayer life. It's our communication to God that builds us up. It's, it's our reliance on him to be not just our God, but our sufficiency. He's not just our healer, but he is healing. He, he is everything that we need. He is our breath. He is our sustenance. He is our keeper. He, my God, I'm trying not to be loud in the house, but he is everything you need. And when you realize that it's God that keeps you, when it's God that's not just your Savior, but he's your salvation, my God, he's your peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. He's your understanding. Ah, yes, God. He is everything I need. God, I don't even know how to love. I I know how I loved before I got saved, but God, how do I love now that I know you? How do I show you love? Yeah, that's what what they say across across the stage. My goodness. Hallelujah. That's how I begin to understand that the Lord is moving us to have the heart of the shepherd. He is our shepherd. We are the sheep of his pasture. We are his people, and he is our shepherd. We recognize that we can't even walk. It's an old song. I can't even walk without you holding my hand, yeah, Lord, I've been this way for a while, and you've strengthened me. You've sustained me. You've taught me how to flow with you. you taught me how to move with you, but I will not dare disconnect myself and think that I can do it now because I've been doing it for six years. I've been doing it for 10 years. I've been doing it for 20 years. I'm going to disconnect because now, you know, that's how we do, you know, in, 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 in secular Humanism. That's how we do in secular education. You know, we go to school and we get educated and then we detach from school. We don't stay in school. We detach from school and apply what we've learned in the marketplace. But that's not how it is with God. We go to school. <laughs> the school are hard knocks. We go to school. But when we move forward, we stay close. We stay attached. Because it's his leading. It's his spirit. It, when we lay hands, it ain't because we prayed and now we got power. No, no, the devil is a liar. It's because we stay connected to the source. We don't have power. There's no power in these hands but the spirit of God on the inside. He's the healer. He's the deliverer. He's the teacher. He's the preacher. He's the melody. My goodness. Do you I'm going to say this and I'm just about done. Do you know? That whatever gift you have, God gave you. He didn't give you a voice. He didn't give you a voice for you to not sing. You don't want to sing on a choir. You better sing somewhere other than the shower. Do, do you know that singing is a gift? Do you know that preaching is a gift? And it talks about the fivefold ministry in First Corinthians. It talks about those is it are all apostles, are all prophets, are all pastors, are all teachers, are all do all work miracles? Say no, not all. Do you know that a pastor 
And I got this on Saturday. A pastor is a gift. We have a lot of people that are ministers, that are administrators, but you know that having a pastor, the gift to the body, the gift to the house is your pastor, part of the fivefold ministry gifts. If you have a pastor, and he's a good pastor, because he's operating in the gift of pastor, God has given you a pastor. And and, and Saturday, I just began to weep because I began to understand how good God has been to me that despite my shortcomings, despite the ups and downs, but, but despite the ebbs and tides and the flow and how I lived my life when I was younger, I always had a good pastor. Do you know how privileged you are to not have a charlatan? Do you know how privileged you are that your pastor, if you have a good pastor that's not just out to fleece the flock, that has a pastor that has the heart of a shepherd, that's not a hireling, but a real true pastor? Do you know the gift of God in your life if you have a pastor? My goodness. If you have a pastor, you better thank God that God has gifted you, gifted your house, gifted gifted your church with the pastor that has a heart after God and a love for the people of God. But I challenge you tonight to look because ministry is people. It doesn't matter if you're the doorkeeper. It doesn't matter if you're the usher. It doesn't matter if you're security in the parking lot. Let the love of God saturate you because you have to operate in the love and the move or the uh, the spirit of the heart of the shepherd and not the shepherd. And, 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 and this is true, and you know it in your own life. We have pastors that after we see how they move and how they flow, a lot of the congregation begins to change and begins to gravitate toward and have the same heart of the pastor, the same ministry. They want the same thing that Lord is making one that the ministry may spearhead in an area. Now, if God can do that through a man or woman, if God can do that through your pastor, just with you spending time and seeing how they operate, how much more if you and I would get in touch with the father of all, Hallelujah. I'm excited about this thing. If we would get in commune with him, if we would get close to him, if we would get to know his voice as our shepherd, how much more will we begin to be conformed into this image as it says in Corinthians 3, 2 Corinthians 3, 18. But we are with open face as we holding in a glass the glory of the Lord, as we behold Jesus, as we behold the Holy Spirit, as we behold and get to know God through Scripture, beholding in a glass, in a mirror, as we see ourselves, as we see him, as we see him face to face, as we meditate and study Scripture and read Scripture in a glass, the glory of the Lord, as we see him in his glory through Scripture, we're changed. Hallelujah. Into the same image, the Bible says, from glory to glory, from glory to glory. My God. Bible says that the Old Testament had an administration. If this administration, which was to be done away with, because it was not meat, it was not fit, it was not purpose that the blood of rams and bulls and goats and heifers and turtle doves would take away sin. And if this if this ministration was to be done away with, was glorious, so much more. I'm challenging you. I'm challenging myself that we have to press in. This is pressing time. Because I know you want to see this glory. I know you want to see this move. I know you don't want to miss 
and the five foolish virgins didn't have oil. I know you want the oil, Lord, to press in the oil and the wine. My God, hallelujah to Jesus. Press in the oil and the wine in our spirit that as we behold the Lord, hallelujah, we're changed into the same image from glory to glory. Listen, even as by the spirit of the Lord, as the Lord saturates us, He's giving us his heart. Won't you have the heart of the shepherd today? If you don't know the Lord, you don't know him as shepherd. You don't know him as Lord. You don't know him as king. You don't know him as deliverer in your life. Won't you accept him into your heart? Accept this shepherd who cares for the sheep. Bible says in Hebrews that there's no chastisement that seems to be joyous at present. But, but, once we go through it, it yields a peaceable fruit. Once we, if the Bible tells us and admonishes us and and directs us that if we learn from the chastisement, it yields a peaceable fruit. We don't want you to keep going through in vain. We don't want you to keep going through in vain and just feel and recognize that you're going around in circles. You're just going around in circles. And the Lord says, it's time for you to step out of this revolving door of sin. It's it's time for you to step out this revolving door of weakness. It's time for you to step out this revolving door of your life and step into the door of the sheepfold. He says, I am the door of the sheep. Won't you come to Jesus tonight? If that's you, I want to say a prayer for you. And I want you to repeat after me, because if we do and we do that, the Lord is going to do exactly what you've asked him to do, and that is to forgive you. That is to come into your heart. That is to deliver you. And after that, we're going to pray for you, and then we're going to move on and have a, and give you some direction on how you can be discipled through Purpose Kingdom, you know, and maybe in your local church. But repeat after me, say, God. Be merciful to me, a sinner. Forgive me of my sin and wash me in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Save my soul and write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I ask it in Jesus' name and to his glory. Lord Jesus, by your spirit, come into my heart and be Lord and master of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Amen. If you did what you said what you meant and meant what you said, God has done what you asked. I want to encourage you, if you're in the Philadelphia area, you know, if you're in the Augusta area, you know, we have the Deliverance Evangelistic Church of Augusta in Georgia, and we have the Philadelphia Deliverance Evangelistic Church in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in 2001 West Lehigh Avenue. Let me pray. God, we do thank you. We bless you for everyone that repeated that prayer and that has come to you tonight. God, and I pray in the name of Jesus that you would move on their behalf, God, as they're coming to you. God, whatever time they would hear this this word or see this video, God, that you would continue to speak through the air, speak through the social media, God, speak your word continually into their spirit. God, in the name of Jesus, every vice, every proclivity, God, uh, in the, every inclination of sin, God, we rebuke in the name of Jesus and we loose the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, stand up in them, strengthen them. And let them feel your keeping. Let them feel your sustenance. Your sustenance. Let them feel your power to deliver, to save God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Our brother Rob is going to come on the line, or Pastor Tori is going to come on the line uh, with some announcements and a few um, things that they want to say, and then we're going to um, then we're going to come back with the. 
final remarks and the benediction. God bless you. All right, all right. Thank you so much, Reverend Williams, for bringing the word tonight. We uh, thank thank you and appreciate you for, for for bringing forth the word. Real quickly, this is the Private Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode. No matter where in the world you are, whether you listen to us via phone or online, we greatly appreciate your listenership and your support for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And we also thank those that share with your friends and family members. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. Anytime we do a live show, we do have a calling number, which is 319-527-6091. Anytime you want to talk to any one of our hosts, you just press the number one, and we'll get you as quickly as we can. Also, if you want to hear any of our past shows, you can also go back to that same website at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And all you have to do if you want to listen to one of the shows, you just simply type in the host name or the show name, and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. Also, we invite you to like us on our Facebook page at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook, where you can see our upcoming uh, advertisements and shows. And from time to time, we do make major announcements on the social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Okay, we do have a radio network, which is pkn.com where you can go and listen to music of inspiration for 24 hours. Check it out. Okay, and uh, with that being said, uh, tomorrow evening we will have the 9 p.m. hour, Mother Janice Hudson, and she's going to have her her show, uh, It's Your Story, to so Tell It. So once again, with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for Mother Jan- Janice Hudson, and her show is It's Your Story, So Tell It. And, uh, we will be right back here uh, tomorrow evening at 9 p.m. hour. Okay, so before I hand the show back over to Reverend Williams, I'm not going to tell him he's my favorite reverend, but I'm going to tell him he's my favorite singer and actor. So with that being said, Reverend Williams, show's back in your hands. Amen. Amen. Thank you, bro. Amen. We we thank God, you know, um, for the people of God. You know, um, thank you, those that are still listening and staying with us. You know, um, Reverend Williams, you know, Elder Boyd, you know, um, Sister Love and those that are on, you know, internationally through blog, talk, radio. We, we thank God for you. you know, we, we don't take it for granted that, you know, you tune in, you know, but we appreciate not just your support, um, but your prayers, you know, and, and pray that um, the Lord will give you and grant you the desires of your heart. And I'm praying that the desires of your heart are to have more of him. You know, when we're looking for more peace, when we're looking for more patience, we're looking for more love. We, we, we need to focus not on those attributes, but the ones who provide the attributes. We, we need to look to the Lord. You know, and what I'm finding in my life you know, is that as I look to the Lord, He's beginning to minister to me in ways that I didn't see that I would be going. <laughs> you know, if we can, if I can orchestrate, you know, my walk, if I can orchestrate how I move, and and that's what a lot of us are guilty of. We're guilty of manipulating our walk ourselves towards the things that we like. And, and hey. That's how sometimes we do go by hook or crook. You know, some try, sometimes it is trial or error. We believe to go in one way and we go that way and we find out, hey, that, that's not the way. You know, but as we continue to move with the Lord, you know, we continue to move with the Lord. The Lord is going to direct our steps that we can do and be the people that he is calling us to be for such, listen, for such a time as this. Look at the time that we're in. I've had people say, oh, I wish this mother was here. I wish this deacon was here. I wish this preacher was still here. God have you for this time. God has you available for this time. What will you do with your time? What will you do in time? That's all we have is time. And God is purposed in us everything that you see. Listen, if you can see it, <laughs> if you can see it, I get always use this as an illustration. If you have three colors in front of a child and they don't know their colors, 
They don't know which one is yellow. They don't know which one is blue. They don't know which one is red. You say pick out the yellow, they'll pick out the blue. You say pick out the yellow, next time they'll pick out a different. You say pick out the blue, they pick out the red. They, they don't know their color. But when you can see and discern what's happening in front of you, it's because God has given you the eyes to understand that. And it's possible that you're the one supposed to meet that need. Now, listen, because a lot of people get in trouble with this because they try to do everything that they see. And it's not, that's not for you to do. But you have to follow the leading of the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want him. Making me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me, presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over surely, my God. Surely. Hallelujah. It says in Hebrews, when God you could find no greater, hallelujah, he swore by himself, saying, surely, blessing, I will bless thee, and multiply, I will multiply thee. So then he, Abraham, hallelujah, my God, hallelujah, my God. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. God bless you. Leo, we thank you again for staying in with us, praying for us, and holding us up. We're back on uh, the day of the 8th. We're back on the 22nd. You know, um, I might even come on face every week, possibly starting next month. But for right now, it's still every other week. So next time we'll be broadcasting on Blog Talk and on Facebook Live um, for DTW is um, August the 22nd. You know, so pray for us you know, as we continue to seek the face of God. You know, for his purpose in our lives and direction. You know, and I'll do the same for you guys. You know, let's close in prayer. God, even as we close, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. God, to have the heart of the shepherd, to have your heart. God, that you would so move in us according to your purpose for us to love one another. Not so much to be loved. For we understand that you love us, God, and even as humans, you know that we want and desire love from others. But I pray, God, that you would move in us in the name of Jesus to be those men, to be those women, to be those servants that you've called us to, whatever our capacity, that love would be our binding factor, that love would be our motivation, love for you, love for your people. In the name of Jesus, that you may get glory to yourself through us, in us, by us, with us, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. God bless you. Y'all enjoy the rest of your evening. Amen. And we'll see you in church. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I 